Manchester United are all in white for their semi-final against Southampton. And 68,000 other fans see the Saints get the game going. Top star of Southampton, Terry Payne, soon shows sparkling form on the right. Early on, he's on the warpath. David Gaskell goes down to save. Nobody has played more games for Southampton than Terry Payne. More than 800 appearances between 1957 and 1974. But if two clubs have got their act together, he may never have played for the club. Portsmouth, I went to Portsmouth for a trial. I actually played in the trial there and never heard a thing. And then I, about two weeks later, I was invited up to Arsenal. Yeah, how did and that I went to Arsenal. How did that go? Well, brilliant. I went to Arsenal and played in the first one and got a call to say, would I please come to Highbury for a final trial? And then the great man in those days was Herbert Chapman. He was, uh, he was one of the first great Arsenal. And I saw, and I played at Highbury. So I played at Highbury when I was 16 um, in this trial match. By that time, I was working at British Railways as an apprentice in the body shop. And a fanatic Southampton reporter called Johnny Wall uh, phoned Ted Bates and said, look, you're going to lose Terry Payne and Colin Holmes. We went up together. He said yes. they've gone to Arsenal for a trial. And they're up there on a final trial. Um, anyway, Jack Crayston, who was the assistant manager to Tom uh, Whitaker in those days, uh, I'm not sure how long it was, two or three years, when I was in the Southampton side, we played Donkster Rovers, and he'd moved there as manager, and he saw me in the rural hotel prior to, you know, we went for a pre-match meal, and he stopped me and said, Terry, he said, you know, he said, uh, the secretary forgot to send you forms. Oh, dear. He said, and, uh, he said, there was a mistake. And he said, by the time we got Ranger, you'd sign for Southampton. So I could have been an Arsenal player. <laughs> What you realise then, when, when, when I signed those forms for Ted Bates, you know he locked us in the office, Colin Holmes and I wouldn't let us say it until we signed. In those days, you have to remember, once you put your name to a form, you were the club's property. Yes. There was no, um, you, couldn't, you couldn't just say, oh, now, you know, this season I'm not going to play, I'm not signing, blah, blah, blah. You, you were their property and that was it. What, one A-side game, one reserve game, and I was in the first team. What always shocked me was I'd come in one morning for training and the guy next to me who had been playing with me had been gone. He'd been transferred. You know, that was a total shock to me that you're there one day playing, the next day you've moved on to another another, yes. another team somewhere, anywhere in the country. Um, that was a total shock to me. And at that time, I'm not sure what... Uh, what I would have done if, if they did come, they'd wanted to release me, you know, because I had no idea. So very, very gullible from that point of view. I'm just thinking, Terry, going back, you mentioned you didn't really know about the professional game. And all of a sudden you're having these trials, first at Portsmouth, then at Highbury. Was that intimidating for you? Or were you just so naive you didn't know, you didn't have yeah, any fear? So naive in terms of, you know, all I want to do is play if, you know, if somebody wanted me to to go and, you know, have a trial, that was, that was great. You know, obviously at Winchester City, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a professional, I wasn't being paid or anything there. So I was purely an amateur. Um, so there was no hold on me there. So I could go here, there and anywhere and play, um, which I did. 
uh, it was obviously, you know, it turned out to be a great experience thinking back. Uh, but again, as I said, I had no really idea. I mean, what, what would I have done if beside me? I mean, those days, of course, you'd have to get permission from your mum and dad. You know, they, you couldn't just sign for anybody. Even when I signed for Southampton, Ted Bates had to come to my house in Winchester to see my mum and dad. And, and then I was, you know, my dad wanted me to get an apprenticeship, which in those days was the thing, get a trade. And um, and I was in the body shop working, and <laughs> Ted organised for my my uh, apprenticeship to be transferred to CPC, which was the sort of the youth side of the of Southampton Football Club, which Ted was organising. You know, we never had a Southampton never had a youth set up until Ted Bates came along, and then Mr. Hemwood owned the CBC. Um, it was an engineering company, I think. I mean. To this day, I've never been to the premises. <laughs> I've never <laughs> went there once in all my time as an apprentice. Not once. And when it came to the call-up, remember we were called up then in the army, you got your papers. And I rushed into Ted and said, you told me I wouldn't be going. Look, I've got the papers of the call-up. So I had to, you know, he always said, no, I'll organise it, I'll organise it. Anyhow, when I went to fill in my forms, it said workplace. I didn't have a clue. I didn't know where CPC was. So I couldn't, so I couldn't put on the form, you know, exactly where I was working. Anyhow, I got out of the army, had bad ears, so that was good. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking, was your, was your dad worried about you becoming a footballer, about the uncertainty? Yeah, I think, you know, he'd been at British Railways, and, and I mean, I, I think it was, I think he served them for about 40 years, he was a form in charge, and he was an electric welder. And obviously, you know, everybody tried to, you know, all, kids room, more or less followed in their dad's footsteps, um, and he wanted me to get a trade, so it was simple as that, so yeah, it took a bit of persuading, obviously it was a, it worked out the best decision he ever made to let me go. Although a keen footballer growing up in Winchester, it might come as a surprise to Saints fans how many times Terry had been to the Dell before he'd had his trial at the club. No, never went to the Dell once, all I knew about all I knew about Southampton Football Club in those days was a mate of mine, Norman Morris, used to go down to watch them. And uh, his idol was, um, oh, God, just Charlie Wayman. Up oh, the yeah, middle with yeah. Charlie. That's all he used to come back. Up the middle with Charlie. That's all I heard. That's all I knew about Southampton Football Club. And funny enough, when I was still at school, at, um, at All Saints Primary School, which was virtually... 100 yards from where I lived, uh, we, we got into the local cup final, the school cup final, with a, another side from the other side of Winchester called Stanmore. Yeah. And um, we played in that final. I think we got beat 4-1. Uh, but can you believe it? The referee was Ted Bates. So when I was 10 years, 11 years of old, already came into contact with Ted Bates. Not that he ever took much of notice of me then, but uh, he certainly did later on, that's for sure. Today's budding footballers may have heroes from the international stage, like Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. But for Terry, growing up in the 50s, the people he looked up to were closer to home. Obviously, when I started, my heroes all belonged to Highcliffe Corinthians, you know, uh, um, where I lived at Bar End, Highcliffe. Um, 
we, we had teams, Barring United, and we had Highcliffe Corinthians, and Highcliffe Corinthians were, were my team. The Gregory family ran, pretty well ran the football, as far as that was concerned. The Corinthians were concerned, and um, I was always going and begging at the door to, to borrow a football to go and play in the King George V playing fields, which was virtually two minutes from where where I lived and where really it all started for me. Um, but Heights of Corinthians and um, the Gregory family, Joe Gregory and many of the others in that area, obviously they were my team. And, well, that's, um, really hard to, that's really hard to imagine now, Ted, as you mentioned, you're working on TV. There's football on TV now all the time. You can watch on TV, the internet, but when you're growing up, you know, it's 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 got to be local football, hasn't it? It's not on TV. Yeah, absolutely, it's, it's not absolutely right. And local football was was hugely supported. I mean, you go down even even the practicing, if you like, on a Sunday morning, we used to go down to King George's first playing field. It'd be twenty two each side, you know, just kicking the ball and playing, and and uh, just everybody meeting up on a Saturday morning. And we had a, a pub at the end of the street, at the end of Midland Road which was called the heart in hand. It's no longer there anymore. Um, and that was like the, the centre of the community. That's where everybody gathered. Obviously, I was only a youngster. I had to sit outside with a glass of lemonade. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that was how it was, you know. But it was, uh, it was great fun and great, great people and a, and a great community. Um, and as you say, that was what local football was all about in those days. The Winchester League was a thriving league, you know, very competitive. Um, and I could Corinthians was right at the top of the pile. Obviously, Arsenal and Pompey, it wasn't to be, and you, you played for Saints. When you, when you, when you were there, who were the, who were the senior pros sort of laying down the law, the main guys when you were, when you first started well, out? There, there, there were some, yeah, there were some very senior pros. Just about that time I got there, Don Roper had come from Arsenal. In fact, Don Roper put his head round the corner of the dress room to say hello to Colin and I at the trial. Oh, Can really? you believe that? Yeah, I mean, little did I knew in a couple of years time I'd be playing with him. But um, he was very kind. He he was like a mentor. He was, um, you know, obviously had a great reputation. Arsenal, you know, free score and winger. Um, and um, as I said, he put his head round the corner out there at Highbury, and then a couple of years later, I was actually playing with him. So Don Roper, there was a lot of seasoned professionals there. Don Roper, Len Wilkins, of course, who retired and went to Canada. There was John Christie in goal. There was there was lots of them with good experience and, and real nice people. Bobby Bobby McLaughlin and Pat Parker. Johnny Walker, of course, you know, who moved on to Wolves, who I, I played with. He was inside left. I was outside left when I made my debut against Brentford. So there were plenty of season, real, real nice season uh, professionals, you know, and um, they, they, they sort of steered you in the right direction. Um, so it was a good grounding. And, and the beauty of those days, Mark, was that you were given time. There was no more instant decision. Is he going to make it? Isn't he going to make it? Like it is today, you know. They um, they gave you time there, and obviously, time was of the essence um, from Southampton's point of view and the youth team they were setting up, um, which um, really benefited all of us and the club. The youth team I played for at that time, we got to the semi-final of the FA Youth Cup. We lost to Manchester United at the Dow five-two. 
and was first team to beat Manchester United, the Busby Babe, and Old Trafford. We beat them 3 2. 12 of that team, of the late squad of the late 15, 12 of us turned professional. That's me, that is. Imagine that today. Yeah. And, and obviously, Ted Bates, he's such a big thing in your life, and obviously, there's a statue well, at the stadium now. But there's, there's so many Saints fans now who, who, who were born after he'd finished. What sort of. What sort of was, was he a man manager? Was he a tactician? What sort of person was he, Terry? Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, where I was really lucky was that he stayed the course. In other words, they weren't chopping and changing managers. So I know, I know, I knew what he thought about me and my ability, and that that gave me a lot of confidence that um, you know. Even if you had a bad game, he would persevere with you and, and you know, and trust you, and, and and that's how it worked out. I mean, but he 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 was a football man. I mean, he, he lived and breathed the club. I mean, the club was his life, as you probably realised from the books that you probably read about him. You know, he was he was Southampton through and through, and he only ever what wanted what was best for the club. So we were fortunate, you know, uh, most of us, the fact that we he he stayed the stayed the, the trip in terms of the longevity of, of his manager there and and I, I found him a great a great um, uh, motivator and, and man manager um, and you remember he was a, he was quite a young manager in those days you have to remember that he just sort of come out from like a playing career I think he was, I don't know exactly his but he was taking the reserves you know taking the reserve team and then he got promoted in the first team and um so, but he, he saw things the way he saw. I remember, I think it was, I'm not sure it was my first season or my second season, uh, he put 14 players on the transfer. You know, he was wanting to clean out, he was wanting to do things his way, and um, really, he, what he was doing was laying the foundations for Southampton Football Club. That was brave run. to do that, right? That was a brave move. Yeah, what well, it was like everything else. You know, you do your things and you hope that they're the right, the right things and the right. But they certainly were there. And although it took a little bit of time, we eventually got that promotion we've been looking for for about a number, you know, a number of sort of five or six years. Um, you know, to get us to get us into the uh, to get us from the third division in, into the uh, first division. Of course. Yeah, I'm just thinking on the flip side of that, Terry. You say. It's great for you as a young player. Ted Bates was always there, and there was that good relationship. You know, there was that trust. But was there ever the danger on the downside? Players could get, I don't know, complacent. They knew him too well. Or was he good at keeping just that little bit of distance between him and the players? How did he sort of handle you? Yeah, I think think it depends what kind of personality you are. I mean, I, I think he had, listen, don't get me wrong, I think he had trouble with a lot of senior players. You know, I mean, I know there's, there are certain senior players who moved on who, who obviously um, were upset with Ted Bates and, and the decisions that he was making. But, you know, that's what managers are paid to do. They have to make decisions. I mean, I, I, as I say, I was very fortunate that he, he wanted to keep me at all costs, um, whereas there were other players, of course, that, that uh, A, he didn't think could step up to the next level, which is where we were going. Um, which we did. We went from the third to the second division. And then again, you know, you have to bring in new players. 
and older players or other players have to move on. So I don't think it's a case of being too close. I think it was a case of, uh, as I said, some players obviously not getting on with him or not agreeing with what he was doing, and obviously they moved on. So <laughs> not unlike it is today, really. You, yeah. you know, you, one minute you're, you're in the manager's eye, and the next minute, you know, you, you're looking to strengthen your team, and, and you're after, you know, and, and you've got to remember in those days that the budget and the money were was uh, not like it is today. There wasn't millions to spend there. I mean, I, I think he, the first buy he ever bought, I think he, he borrowed the money from the ladies' supporters club to buy wow. Jimmy Shields from Sunderland. I think he borrowed 2000 because the yeah, club never really, had it. It's really hard to, to compare the, the, today to then. I mean... Well, it is. I mean, there's no comparison. I mean... You, you you wonder when you think of, except you've got to re, got to remember that you know my seventeen pain a week, you know during the summer my twenty pain a week when I was playing, two pain for a win, four pain for a draw, was well above the average wage. Yes, you have to remember that. You know we we were getting well paid in comparison to my dad working forty five hours a week for three pain fifty. You know it's a. Uh, it doesn't seem, doesn't seem realistic, does it? Coming up in part two of the interview, Terry talks about goals for England. Hat-trick for Terry Payne. And promotion to the first division for Saints. Payne. Shannon. First time wanted. Little time was enough for more to get a dig in, but this is Payne. Good drive one. And he's 